This episode of the Rad Broadcast is brought to you by Tech2U. Tech2U strives to deliver superior technical services from professional and friendly staff while maintaining their principles of credibility, accountability, and customer service as they grow. With locations all over Northern California, Southern California, and Las Vegas, Tech2U provides in-shop repair, mobile services for residential and business, and remote service provided online. Tech2U repairs everything ranging from printers, scanners, screen repair, motherboards, keyboards, touchpads. They'll even recycle electronics. Visit www tech2u.com that's tech the number two u.com or call 888-340-8324 that's 888-340-8324 for tech2u the rad I was going to start. <laughs> then you interrupted my breath. I didn't interrupt your breath. I matched it. What? What? Can I read the emails? No. Why do you Because do, you can't you read these that? emails. You're not allowed to read these ones. I don't want to read them on the air. No, you're not going to read them right now. I'm going to read them and you are going to think on the fly. Oh, why do you want me to think on the fly? And react naturally. <sighs> Just like that. I like that natural reaction. Uh-huh. Is this what happens when two people get a puppy and and get a little slap happy from lack of rest and relaxation? It wasn't the puppy last night. It was your asshole cat who wouldn't leave your other asshole cat alone. Well, my other asshole cat has hip problems and might need surgery. Poor so incapacitated Hermie. Asshole cat number one Mosey. was just trying to play and enlighten at the mood. Trying to play? Yeah. He was like holding him down and until he was, and humping. That's not playing. No. That's an act of dominance. Oh. Well, maybe he's trying to dominate the pain he's away. Trying to make him his little bitch. Probably. So Mosey was being an asshole. Mosey was being an asshole until about midnight last night. And Hermie. When you locked him out of the bedroom, that's the only reason he stopped. It's true. Yeah. So there was no Mosey was being an asshole until Mosey was being an asshole until you locked him out. He was just being an asshole. Okay. And the point is that we're (laughs) both tired. We're both a little slap happy or stupid drunk. What is that? Punch drunk. Punch drunk. That's what it is. A little punch drunk. I've been punch drunk all weekend. It's been a wild weekend. It's been a really tough weekend and trying oh, weekend. So wild cleaning that garage and <laughs> cutting down that rose bush. So yes, we were doing some work around the house and in the in the process we were getting stuff together to donate for the uh campfire wildfire relief and, and we were donating donating some clothes to some personal friends who mm-hmm. who needed it. And yes, it's been a tough weekend. I'm a little tired, but at the same I- time I gotta tell you, I'm I'm actually really excited. I'm really excited about Brian Palooza this year. So am I. Because it's not just an opportunity for us to go out and meet all of our fine listeners and 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 just mingle with all of you people. Because I think it's stroke your ego a little. Well, stroke many things, but at the same time, <laughs> it's just it's good to feel the love and it's good to meet. It is nice to get out there, meet everyone, and it looks like it's going to be a little bit of a chilly weekend. It might be a little overcast, but I think it's going to be perfect with not 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 any rain, which is good. Um, but along with the Brian Palooza, we're doing our part to contribute to the wildfire relief and help those victims of the campfire in Butte County. And uh, we've got a couple of really great organizations that we're working with. Um, Robert from Smoke Junction actually made it a point to 
want to collect cash for yep. the animals that need it. Um, all those animals that have been displaced, all of the livestock that is either needing uh, veterinary care or just places to be while their owners either try to track them down or, um, you know, just while they're trying to figure out where they're going to take these livestock um, once it is time for the families to start rebuilding again, wherever that may be. Um, and that organization that I'm discussing currently is actually the UC Davis Veterinary Catastrophic Need Fund. Um, and there's all this information that we're going to have posted on here on uh, radradio.com. Um, and this whole podcast episode won't be about the Brinapalooza and the wildfire relief, only because it is dated. And these podcasts live on forever, but this is just timely, and I figured I'd give this opportunity to mention that we're going to be doing this along with our Brinapalooza this weekend, November 17th. Uh, at Smoke Junction Cafe from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then we're going to move over to the Longhorn Meat Company at 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Yes, of course, this is your last chance to get your brine. You know, life does go on and there is some Thanksgiving to be had. Um, but it's also a good opportunity for us to give back to those in need. Um, and I actually just got off the phone, speaking of Thanksgiving, with uh, a lovely woman at the Orville Rescue Mission. Um, they're actually kind of like a homeless shelter uh, they are a homeless shelter, and they they're they're acting as a evacuation shelter, and oh, they're they're providing fantastic. food and warm meals and a place for people to stay. A lot of the people uh, she was saying are deciding to just live in their cars, and they're trying to find places at hotels, but a lot of hotels are either booked or they're too expensive. So a lot of people are living in their cars, and she was saying that she's gone up to three people just sitting in their cars at a Walmart, saying, "Hey, do you want a warm meal? Come down to the." Orville Rescue Mission, and we'll, we'll feed you. And she's gotten three people to come down, three families, to get some some help. And she says that it's it's a lot of the a lot of people they need donations, they need these day to day things like toiletries and and stuff like that. But it's actually the mental health that they're really worried about. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are just walking around like completely defeated. The morale is down. Everybody is planning on or was planning on a Thanksgiving meal next week, and a lot of people don't have a place to go which is another thing that the Oroville Rescue Mission is doing. They're, they're trying to put together um, Thanksgiving meals for people who mm -hmm. have lost their homes or have lost their jobs from this fire. Yeah, it's not just homes, people. It's li it's literal lives. Yeah. And some women, um, I, I've heard of some people saying, I I'm looking for now a home and a new job because my job and my home all burned to the ground. There's There isn't... You're not going to be rebuilding in six to eight weeks and be back on your feet. You know, these people aren't just displaced temporarily. A lot of them permanently. And they're starting over completely. completely. And the Oroville Rescue Mission, uh, I learned, is a really great resource if you're looking for somewhere to donate, especially with Thanksgiving coming up. They're looking for uh, turkey, cranberry sauce. They're looking for stuffing, uh, stovetop-like stuffing. Non-perishable um, stuff. Non-perishable stuff, stuff you know, too. Cranberry but, sauce in the can, the yeah. stove top to stuffing. But they are looking for turkeys too yes. um, because they're actually going to be putting on a, uh, they're doing like a food drive. They're putting Thanksgiving meals together for those that can prove that they've uh, lost their homes um, yeah. or if they're living with somebody, staying with somebody. Um, if, if somebody is harboring a family or anybody yeah. that, that lost their home, they're, they're going to give you a turkey and a, and a meal. Um, so if that's a resource you, you think you can 
utilize or you want to get behind Oroville Rescue Mission is one. Uh, it's OrvilleRescueMission.org for that site. Um, another organization that I've been keeping an eye on in my research here um, has been the Hope Center. Um, they're out of Oroville as well, and they are actually uh, facilitating distribution centers, um, and they're, they're actually doing a lot of good stuff up there, and they looked organized and ready to go. Oroville uh, Hope Center, if you go through Facebook, they have a group going, and they give you like up-to-minute, up-to-the-hour up to updates of things that they need, um, and I'm, I'm actually going to be putting together a web page with a lot of this information that people can find at radradio.com. But, you know, I kind of just wanted to spend this time of the podcast making sure that we're uh, getting enough of the word out as possible because Lord knows everybody up in uh, the area that's been affected by the campfire is is just, it's, it's devastating to even imagine what they're going through. And the least that we can do is just help just a little bit. Um, and if that means you coming out and donating some of the goods that uh, we are requesting up at radradio.com for Brian Palooza this weekend on November 17th, we hope to see you all there. Um, it would be great to meet you. And also one of the best things that can be given, and I'm told this time and time again by everybody that I've, talking, uh, that I've spoken to, are gift cards, specifically yeah. like Visa gift cards and grocery gift cards. The ability to buy what you need when you need it, not hope that somebody has it or start trying to hunt it down. Like that's, they need to have a sense of independence as well too. Yeah. And a lot of the people that are uh, hold, held, being taken up uh, hotel rooms are trying to figure out how they're going to pay for tomorrow night's rent. And if we can figure out a way to get these, mm -hmm these visa gift cards to those that, that need it. Um, we actually have a connection through Goodwill and various other organizations that we're going to be working with to uh, ensure that all of these donations are going to directly to the victims. We're not going to make sure that we're going to make sure that nobody's skimming off the top or anything. Every single thing that we collect on Saturday at Brian Palooza wildfire relief, we're going to make sure gets to the right hands. Um, so all of those details are posted at radradio.com. Uh, if this, if you're listening to this after November 17th, then a lot of what we said doesn't apply. Um, but if you are listening in the weeks after there's still need for help for those victims. Um, and we'll try to keep you posted on that, but I mean, there's always going to be a relief effort that's going to be needed to help rebuild these families lives that, uh, have been devastated by this fire. So, Okay, I think that's enough on that. I think we can move on. I think um, I think it's time to maybe lighten the mood a little bit. It's a little tough. It is a little tough, but it's um, affecting just about everybody in this local area. So a lot of people close far. to home. Yeah, yeah, we're not far from there. Yeah. So um, on a lighter note, the reason why I have my lovely wife Haley in with me is because uh, we decided that. We'd share our first week of puppy parenthood, I guess you could say, right? Like, I think that's the truth. We've only had the puppy for a week. and just Yeah, just over a week. This is our update. So um, <clears throat> let's start from the beginning. Why did we decide to get a puppy? Because Why do we need a puppy? We wanted one. Are we sure we want a puppy still? Because our dog is broken. Isn't there a, <laughs> like... Isn't there, like, some sort of return policy for puppies? No receipt, no return policy. Ah, crap. I said that earlier. I okay. told you. I warned you. Fine. This is why I said, you, are you sure? Did you say our dog is broken? I did. Why? Is, what's wrong with Walter? What is our, it? Our Walker Coon hound. <laughs> what, what is that it? That we've had for three years. What isn't? What isn't wrong? 
He's a little spastic. He's a little special needsy. You know when somebody introduces you to their dog and they're like, he's a rescue. Do you know what they're saying? It's an excuse for every neurotic thing that they do <laughs> that doesn't actually reflect upon you. Yeah. And so. it's not his fault. It's not. I'm he's not been, he's been, blaming him. He's been through some traumatic experiences himself. And he's, he's a finally, good boy. He is a good boy. He's a very sweet boy. As he's, long as he's, he's in got his, a gentle disposition. As long as he's in his I safety sh- space and his I bubble. trust that he won't hurt anybody. Because you know what happens when, when somebody gets in his bubble like our new puppy Opie, this kind of stuff happens. He's so, he's so tough. So tough. Oh. Man, it's fun. It's fun for <laughs> it's, us. It's hard to believe that that comes out of Walter because um, that whole time, he's a gentle Opie, giant. He is, but Opie is like nose to nose in his mouth, like licking his cheeks the whole time. He's like growling, and I, I don't even know if I want to call it a growl. It sounds like a growl. It sounds so tough. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because he doesn't mean it. <laughs> He he is a sweet boy, but man, when he started doing that first thing, okay, so oh, he was so mad. So Walter, we've had him since um, he was two and a half. Two and a half. That was about three years ago. Yeah. We got him around President's Day, Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. That's what. It well, was. it was a week after Memorial Day. That's when we first got him. Okay, so just to give you some perspective on how long we've had him, we've had him about three, three years. years, and um, we. We have notoriously rescued and fostered and failed at fostering and rescuing animals for so many years collectively between my wife and I. My and, entire life. And pretty much my entire life too. Yeah. Um, I mean, know. I've had my, I've had a puppy. I've had a couple of puppies in my life. You know, the the one puppy we had as a kid that we purchased was the worst dog in the world. <laughs> Like, I'm not like, like, you got to love him because he's just dumb. But man, he ate every couch we brought into that house. He had the worst health problems. (laughs) Like, so we just, you know, we rescued animals. I I rescued a puppy before. and And so when part of the reason why we wanted to get a puppy is because we've had so many rescues over the years. And we thought, why don't we both collectively start fresh with a puppy and blank slate. yeah, blank slate. And so we can pre pro pre program our puppy with all the neuroses that we want, right? that we want to see in our exactly. dog. Um, but of course doing it responsibly. And so, and so we, we went intelligently to, and educated. I'm, we went to, we went to all the, the, the lengths of making sure we, we found the right puppy. Um, but at first we weren't even going to get this one that we have now. Because I thought, no, we don't need it right now. We can, we can wait another year. We can wait down the line. I was dying. Because was of dying. puppy fever. Well, because, because, and you were on the internet shopping the for puppies every single day. I was, but here's the deal. Going on mm-hmm. going on Instagram pages and just going, oh, look at the puppies. I follow German Shepherds, Golden Retrievers, and Rollers on Instagram. Like the hashtag. <laughs> like just so that, to make sure that there's always like a steady stream of puppies. Yes, but I also and follow otters and cause. kitties. And uh, you'd think that my Instagram page is like a five-year-old it's like all like baby animals and Mm -hmm. And art (laughs) and yeah and art and weird asmr videos (laughs) 
Do you really watch ASMR videos? Sometimes. I don't like the the whisper ones. Give me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, okay, oh those but ones. it's the visually pleasing Yeah, ones. like you remember like the sad, like those videos that they're like, ooh, so satisfying like when uh, like things fit into other things. Those are you, all ASMR. When you cut things into perfect slices yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like watching the slime videos. Like, I don't, I'm not like super into the slime videos or the sand videos or anything like that. But like if you follow anything that has that on it, mm-hmm. like I love, uh, I, I love some of the... Um, Okay, so the Instagram one is uh, if, if if you high if you high yeah because they post a bunch of those things. Sometimes it's artistic. Sometimes it's just mesmerizing. But it's Some, stuff if you're sitting there just scrolling it's, through it's, yeah. and you're and you're tripping balls. Totally. If you high, then this is going to be perfect. amazing. You yeah. don't even have to be high to appreciate them, but, but you, it, it enhances the experience. <laughs> But no, there's some, so if you follow those kinds of pages, you're going to get the occasional ASMR, you know, like traditional ASMR, but. Is it um, ASMR or is it AMSR? AMSR? ASMR? ASMR? I'm pretty sure it's, it don't make me question myself The right old people now. that are listening to this are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Audio ASMR? sensory. Auto, auto, autonomous sensory meridian response. ASMR. Is an experience characterized by a static-like or tingling sensation on the skin that typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine, which a lot of these ASMR videos are people like whispering really quiet. It's so, so you can no, you can't. No, you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. Thing that you are like all of the crevices in my mouth. Are you have to get it really wet. And then you get the wet time. Yeah, it's so weird. Okay, it's like and listening some, to somebody chew. And some people are like using fans, and they're like brushing the microphone with fans, yeah. so you get that that tingling sensation. <laughs> now I'm don't I'm stop it. Gently Put it stroking down. my microphone. See, here's the thing: I don't know how they're not sexual in nature. Like some of them sound sexual in nature, and they're not supposed to be, and they're not. It's the I same guess, thing as, as cuddle parties. I guess you, that's like saying people that go to cuddle parties are like somebody has to pop sexual. a boner at those. Somebody, has I'm already popping a boner at the thought of a cuddle party. I, so. Seriously, I'm like, I, I sit there and I think, could we go to one of those? No, because you boner, always poke me in the back. If boners are allowed, then yeah, and they're not. Well, they should be. Well, that's the wrong kind of party. So on Instagram, back to you puppies. were looking at puppies and you so, said, let's get a puppy. And well, can we just get to the point where we got it? And yeah, you're yeah. the one that wanted to do this whole. Yeah, we don't need to do that. Well, let's go that's back to Walter. Me. How about this? Let's go back to Walter. First of all, we wanted a puppy. That's simple. We had the means to get a puppy. That's pretty simple. We had all the supplies, the knowledge and not the time. We had the time. We're making the time. We have the time. We're making the time. You always make time. But we had the time. Okay. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, no, we, I, it was just one of those things where I kind of just kept looking around and I found one, I found a litter and someone in, uh, local, in the local area mm-hmm. and it just, it just worked. And we I met was the puppies. We met the breeder. We met the mm-hmm. mama. And mama, mama was so sweet. out. Mama reminded me of Nellie. Rob's dog, Nellie, yeah, the she, white German shepherd. So sweet. I just loved the temperament of all the dogs. They yeah. were all such a sweet litter. Yeah. And this one, Opie, Penelope. Penelope. AKA Opie, Opie, Opie or, or Nopi. Or Nopi. She puts the Opie in Dopey. Yeah. And she's, uh, she's the great Opalope. She was the one who <laughs> reached out to Haley. She actually cried from the beginning, almost like a baby. Yeah. She was like, oh, "Take me, oh, <laughs> yeah." 
Yeah. yeah. And, and the first week, which just was just this past Saturday, um, was, and it was also the nine week birthday. Yeah. So this is a really early fresh puppy and she, that's what is, I wanted. That's why I went for her. She's super smart and crazy she, smart. She's uh super gentle. She, she's still learning how to use her mouth and you know, yeah. the, the levels of degree of, of biting and nibbling and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And we're, we're learning what no sure bite means. No bite is one of the most frequent things we hear. <laughs> no bite and leave it, leave it. Yeah. yeah. She she's... likes to bite at feet right now, which is kind of fun, <laughs> but she's like, she's not aggressive. She's just she's a gentle mouth. She's she just has milk tea puppy. She's she not, is. she's an asshole puppy. Yeah. Far from stupid. Yeah, that's true. Far from stupid. When you consider we've had her one wink, she knows that she needs to go out to go potty. She goes to the door. If we have an accident, it's at the door. Usually. And that's always our fault mm-hmm. for not paying attention. But you got to be you got to be honest. It's she's going like every single hour it seems like. Sometimes. She's, sometimes we're more getting there. frequently and it's it's hard to tell sometimes cuz usually when she's just kind of excited sometimes, you're like, "Oh, you're being silly." And then all of a sudden she's squatting and going down. Sometimes she plays so hard just like a kid. She plays so hard and she just can't hold it anymore and she doesn't want to stop. So she just goes, oh, my God, I have to pee. And then she pees. And she just stands there like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. That's the nine week puppy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know there was something else to this I was supposed to do. (laughs) I missed a step. (laughs) I missed. Yeah, I missed a step. But I feel so much better. Uh, And you know what the thing is, is that she'll pee a little bit and then we'll catch her. We almost I mean, I, there's not been a single surprise accident. We've always caught her like mid or like right. And we're like, no. And then she'll, she'll kind of like stop and then we'll go outside and she'll finish outside. So she's, she's getting it. She's, she's doing really well. We've had, I think maybe two total poo accidents and that was just our fault for being distracted. Mm Mm-hmm. But, but otherwise she's, she's honestly one of the, the most fun and, and exciting things she's brandon is like brandon pleaded with her last night can i please just have it until the alarm goes off she got you like 12 minutes early i'm on i'm on fumes right now um and just the just the the thought of the dog is it's just kind of fun for me because it's like kind of an escape so when we do get the time and I have to make the time now mm-hmm. to to get down and play with the dog and train it. And, you know, there's a lot of work that I do behind the scenes here. So to have you, Haley, kind of take the reins a lot of the time. What's she learned has in been the last nice. week? She's learned sit. She's learned high five. She's learned leave it. She's learned shake. Shake. Uh, she's learned no bite. Yeah. She's, she's learned, learned kisses. Come. She's learned come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a smart dog and it's been a lot of fun. Oh, she's learning speak. She's almost got speak. Yeah. I've done that in a week with she, her. She doesn't have to do that too much. I mean, she, she does it on her own a lot. She's one of the most gripiest vocal She is a griper. You want me to grab I've her? I've heard. I'm gonna no, grab she's, her. she's sleeping. I know. Let her she's be. Gonna grab Let, her. Let's just listen to this again because it'll bring us back to oh. why. <laughs> <laughs> we, we hear that every single day now because... Opie does not 
Give Walter his personal space. Well, and it bothers it's Walter. Funny. It's funny because she knows he doesn't like his toes being played with. And he nib- she nibbles so on his she toes. she nibbles on his toes. And then he tucks his feet and he gets really mad. And then when he barks at her, she gets all up in his face and starts pulling on his ears. So it's like all these little things that he, that make him react she does because she wants to get a reaction out <laughs> like of it. that i know it's so it's so, it's, funny. It's so funny at first it it kind of shocked us it's jarring it is because it's of just how, growl. how loud and how yeah. big a growl it is and walter is the gentlest spirit and i know that some dogs have the ability to turn but i think sure. it, it was it will take a lot for, the, he did for have, Walter to turn. He did have one bad day at doggy daycare. And I know what the problem was. Is he was going every single day that week. Mm-hmm. Every sing- And for like two weeks, he was going every single day. And he and was that tired. Partic- that particular day, he was also hungry because he didn't eat breakfast. He didn't he eat breakfast. Out, so he, he, was, was, he was already stressed out. He was hangry. He had, stressed. And he had this tired. one... So, and it was apparently like a hound day where like all of the hounds that they have were there. He had and to go to doggy jail. He did. He had to go to doggy jail for the day. And they were like, <laughs> what is wrong with him? And we we're like, we don't know. Now, he picked on this one bloodhound named Porter, who, by the way, is like two and a half times bigger than him yeah. and younger. And he just narrowed in on him. He was like, I'm going to fuck you up, yeah. brother. And doggy jail isn't as bad as it sounds. It's just a separate pin yeah. so that dogs that are acting rambunctious like young little Walter was, um, the, it's where they are able to separate them so to keep the dogs yeah. calm. He um, hasn't he hasn't had a day like that since. And I said, because, no. and it, it reminded me of the first time Walter went to um, Dogwoods. We brought him home and we were all happy to have Walter home. And I think that was, I almost want to say that was our first Hawaii trip. I don't remember, but um, we had him up on the bed with us because he was in the Dogwoods coma. And Ellie, our most pushy cat, got up and was like, I'm going to make muffins on Walter. And he went, "Mm," and we went, okay. So when Walter's really, really tired, just like daddy, he's really, really grumpy. Mm. It's kind of funny, though. (laughs) (laughs) Just to see how far you can take it. Just, yeah. yeah. And Opie's thing is pushing buttons. He, she does push the buttons and it, it, it's good. It's, it's good for him because it's also kind of wearing him out. But it, at the same time, they're acclimating really well, especially oh. like as soon as we hit the one week mm-hmm. mark with Opie, they were playing. The, Opie is like pulling on his ears and he's just like, whatever, dude, just do it now. I don't care. Yeah. And she's breaking him down. And he'll still go into these fits. <laughs> But it's just for fun. Like I honestly, they, yeah. they get along just it's fine. Vocal. It's it's all vocal, and it's it's safe now to say that they're gonna be okay together. But at first, it was like, "Whoa, Walter, you're not gonna maul our new puppy, are well, you?" And, and it, it's just not in his nature, and so, he hasn't shown any signs of aggression. So yeah, but if you if you backtrack to when we first got Walter, um, my best friend Jenny has a dog named Subi, who is a Great Dane Malamute mix. So she's a big dog. Um, her and Walter formed this bond, and they would play, I mean, hard. They, I thought they were going to break a wall one day. They landed into it so hard. Like It was they, like the fight scene in Mr. and Mrs. Smith when yeah. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie <laughs> were like fight sex fighting yeah you had so you had like an 80 pound dog wrestling with a 120 pound dog yeah 
in our like 1500 square foot house. And it's completely just playful and fun. No, no teeth bearing, oh. no, no noise. Just like, so rah, rah, rah. they were absolutely adorable. They would just knock each other over. And so then my best friend moved to um, New Mexico and Subi went with her and Walter has not ever played or connected with another dog since. And so it's like they're little soulmates. And so I was like, oh, this would be perfect. Walter will just be broken down by the puppy and eventually he'll just start playing. Another reason we wanted a female was because we figured it would be less intimidating for Walter. She's pretty passive, pretty beta. So, you know, but she's also German Shepherd, so she's going to take her opportunities where oh, she sees them. <laughs> yeah, she is an opportunist. That oh, is yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, but when, um, uh, as Lucy got older, my dachshund that I had to put yeah, down. This year. And as she got more painful, um, she started to react kind of the same way Walter is like this whole personal space thing. So it's like anytime Walter and Walter used to try and play with Lucy, Mm -hmm. he would kind of get hurt. But Lucy was also like anti other dogs. She never played with other dogs. She did not. She's just antisocial in general. Yeah. She liked people, especially if you had food other than that. Like, and if you did her wrong once, she would put you on a shit list forever. I <laughs> I lived on it. Believe me. That so, is a doxy persona. For oh, me. yeah. So she, it kind of took me a couple of days to really realize, oh, hold up. I'm watching the same behaviors we saw in Lucy. And I think that a lot of Walter's reactions <sighs> are learned behaviors because it's revolving around the same things that it was for Lucy you know, not the food or anything, but the bed. And like, if the puppy's playing and rambunctious and he's sleeping, (laughs) that's the response she gets. (laughs) So we, we kind of put it together and we realized, Mm. oh, he's, he's got to learn behavior because he was getting snapped at and growled at all the time by Lucy. But he also likes his space. He does like his space and he doesn't like his toes being nibbled on, which is fair. I mean, the the puppy will grow out of it and they'll, and soon the puppy will be bigger than Walter. Mm -hmm. And I'm betting 80 pounds. You're betting 65 to 75 to 75. She's not huge. No, but I think she has potential to be in a bigger dog. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, but I, on, on all in all, it's been a great experience and I'm happy to be a German shepherd owner. And I just want the record to show that it was your idea to it get was. the German shepherd. And we were looking at golden retrievers too. So. We were like, we were, so right. we were, yeah, we were more interested in Rottweilers was our top choice, golden retrievers and German shepherds. Mm-hmm. And so Rottweilers are extraordinarily hard to come by right now for whatever reason. The lowest cost I could find was $2,500 and I couldn't even find a breeder in the area, which is fine. I'm happy. I'm okay. I don't, doesn't, I didn't have to be that. Um, I will have a Rottweiler once again in my life though. They're amazing. Golden Retriever. Who doesn't want a Golden Retriever, right? Also, Isis probably. You know, it, or vegans. And and the more we, the just the more we talked about it, and the more, you know, time we spent with like Maestro, and we went to a, um, our friend's Halloween party, and a stray German shepherd. Well, it wasn't a stray, but a, their neighbor's German shepherd took herself for a walk and got all sorts of confused, and ended up taking herself to the party. And we hung out with her for a couple of hours, and she was so sweet, and I and just her energy, and I saw a little light 
fire in Brandon's heart and go, oh, that's pretty cute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, and I, you know, they're great dogs. Why wouldn't you want one? Yeah, they are great dogs. It, it'll be fun to work. Um, it'll be fun to work from the ground up, puppyhood to adulthood, and um, watch the the intelligence unfold. Oh, you know, so smart. I was just I was just in the hallway, um, you know, letting Dawn play with her and that kind of stuff. Because Dawn's puppy is coming soon. Mm -hmm. <gasps> Teaser. Popception. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, I was trying. We're working on speak, and so how do you? tell the dog you want them to talk when you keep telling them to shut up. Right. You know, so I, I she was just kind of sitting there, Opie, come on, speak. And so I would mimic the sound, like, woof, like, use your voice. And I would just talk to her, almost just like I would talk to a child, just using a normal vocabulary. You, and it is, you she do. Would just stare at you. You see your maternal instincts come out when it comes to this puppy. Like, you kind of yeah. baby her and you kind of treat her like a little infant. Making silly noises, jingling the keys in front of the totally. face. Like it's a very puppies very and babies similar, are the same thing. But not, I, but you can't say that because you're gonna get moms angry at you and say babies aren't animals and animals aren't babies. That's true, but they are the same. <laughs> I I I will I will sit a dog trainer, animal trainer down who has raised both babies and dogs, and she'll tell you the same oh, thing in their experience. Oh, yeah. oh, you know, God forbid. Yeah. Well, it's, it, yeah, I know. But I think that I it's, it's fun to see that side of you come it, out. Yeah, just okay. See, just the boo -boo 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 -boo, Cause you're so anti-baby. I, I am anti-baby, but I'm not anti-puppy. <laughs> but to see you like with a puppy, it's like, oh, you'd be just like, you'd be a great mom. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I think so. I liked people and humans and babies. Oh, yeah. They stink. That's for another podcast. <laughs> Uh, but puppy parenthood has been amazing, and I'm, I can't wait to see what happens and how quickly this thing grows, because Lord knows it's going to happen fast. It already is happening Speaking fast. Speaking of puppy. Is she stirring? She's stirring. I'm going to grab her. All right. Oh, Opie. She's making her guest appearance on the broadcast oh, here. Appearance. It's your first official pod. Oh, she's she's on it. She's on the she's pro podcast. Pod. P A W D. Oh, there she is. Hey, what's that? What's that right there? Opie, Opie, Opie. That's a. Yeah. She's very she's very dexterous. She's very um, posy. Yeah, you can't really see it, but she's like flailing her hands around and touching the microphone. What's what's? <gasps> what? Hi. What? Oh. Ah. And now she's going to be all quiet. She's going to do an ASMR video with like puppy licks and puppy breath. <laughs> there she is. Hello. Opie, Opie. Opie dope. Can you say hello? <laughs> Good girl. Good girl, Opie. Say hello. Say hello, Opie. Can Hi. you speak? Yeah. Yeah. She's still waking up. So uh, can we have Opie help us with a couple of uh, emails here? Well, you to, have to ask to her. Close off the... Opie, do you mind helping us answer some emails? Huh? You want to help? For the prod squad? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. She yawned. That means yes. So I've actually got this one email, and it's from G. She says, I know Rob doesn't like the mumbo jumbo talk, but I have a question for Brando. I've been having really bad dreams lately that caused me not to sleep at night. So do you have a puppy? Is that what it is? Because that's what's causing me not to sleep at night, G. <laughs> no. 
are you keeping daddy It's up? not because of a puppy. Oh, Casey, oh my God. G goes on to say, I was wondering if you know any tips or techniques to do during the day to make my dreams better or any tips on ways to lucid dream so I can control them. Thanks, G. I have all sorts of tips for you, especially you really? on lucid dreaming, but let me shove the puppy in the crate. Okay. I'm glad that I have you on because uh, I have a couple of ideas and- I think that one of them could be that you want to make sure that you're not going to bed with like a full stomach. You want to eat a lot of sugar before you go to bed because I know that, that can mess with your head and, and mess with your sleep and your metabolism. your metabolism. And that's what causes some dreams. So you might be having, you might need to get your metabolism to rest. You might need to eat dinner a little bit sooner to give yourself a little bit more time before going to bed so that your metabolism isn't kicking up. Yeah. Um, I happen to suffer from god awful nightmares. I mean, oh, so you can relate. I absolutely lucid dreaming saved me. That's why. Really? Yeah, that's why I was so excited when you read that. I was like, oh, lucid dreaming. So answer. how do you lucid dream? Okay, so you know how sometimes when you're having a dream, you realize you're having a dream. Okay, first of all, is it's recognizing that you know you're having a nightmare when you're having a nightmare. Yeah, you can recognize it. Sometimes so, you can you're you're visit, you're present in your yeah, dreams. Yeah, it's, it's so if if you're even considering that, you have to have that little bit of. And typically with a nightmare, you're already going. I want to wake up. I want to wake up. I want to wake up. So there's your little bit. When you get that little tiny bit, the next step is to look at something like a clock, or think of like a calculator, or like you look at a phone, or like find something that has writing on it because it starts to make this connection in your brain. And then it's a, a matter of practicing staying in the dream and kind of relaxing into it and realizing it is a dream and letting it, like so learning to control it. Looking for a fine detail. It's wording, literally, actually not just fine detail. It's like reading a sentence, but specifically numbers. If you can mm. find like, if you can think of like a clock or look at your phone like if you're going to dial a number or something, you want to don't worry about dialing the number. Just look at the keypad and see if you can get the numbers in the right spot. Hmm. Then you have control. This is what this is how I learned to do it. This was this is what I, okay. I did. And so it, that's it, worth it a shot. It's absolutely. I mean, I've had the actual flying dreams where it's like I finally got myself into a lucid dream. And I was like, I'm lucid dreaming. And I went flying and I woke up and I was like, didn't last long enough, but I did it. <laughs> So it sounds really advanced, though. Is there anything that she could do to maybe lead up to that type of step? Meditation. Meditation would definitely help. Okay. I was thinking hypnotherapy. Kind of the same thing. So yeah. if you do meditation. But to have somebody help assist get sure. to them to that place. In fact, sure. Sierra Padva, Sierra, our Absolutely. energy worker, she's the one that I would I would recommend you go to see. Um, sierrapodva.com. That's C S I E R R A P O D V A.com. She's also on Facebook, Sierra Podva. Um, yeah, you might have a little bit of a blockage that needs to come out that you're, that yeah. you're not acknowledging. So that's one of my other things is, um, I did a lot of therapy too. So I had, I had things that I had to dig back up and deal with and face and that kind of stuff. And my nightmares have gotten a lot better. I still have the occasional nightmare, but, um, they're usually more real life situation, like situational than they were. They used to be actual like monsters and ghosts and like crap would freak me out. Oh my. Oh no. So yeah, uh, that would be my so start, suggestion. Start maybe med meditating. Yeah, meditating. Uh, would it help to maybe like write the dreams down? Absolutely. Keep so a dream that, journal. Yeah. So that when you do have these awful dreams, you can chronicle them mm -hmm. and maybe 
maybe you might find a theme. Yeah. You might find something that lines up with each time you have these types of dreams. Also, it's nice to uh, to dream journal just so that you're, it's also kind of keeping a sleep record as well. Um, so yeah, Hmm. you may, yeah. Oh, you should, you should put down like struggling. Like what, what would happen for me is that I would start having, I'd have some sort of thing come up, some sort of stressful, like a stressor or a trigger that maybe I didn't even quite recognize was. And then I'd start having nightmares about something. And then it would get to the point where I didn't want to go to sleep at all because I was so freaked out by my dreams. And then I would end up having like a forced insomnia and, then, I mean, it, it got to the point where I was having insomnia so bad. I remember I was sitting at a red light, hallucinated it, turned green and went right through hmm. in the middle. It wasn't like the light had just changed or had just turned yellow or any like I had been sitting there for a while. It was not my turn. Cars were honking like I just drove right through the intersection. It was like being drunk. Wow. Yeah, I was. Yeah, it so. Keeping a dream journal allows you to not only see if maybe there's a running theme, like if you're having some kind of reoccurring thing happening. Sometimes it's a theme. Mm -hmm. Like uh, mine used to be, uh, I couldn't get people to listen to me. Like the house would be burning down and be like, we gotta go, we gotta go. Like nobody nobody was listening to me. Like like it it was. I felt I guess um, unimportant. Like, like you didn't even exist. Like I didn't you're, exist. You were yelling like, at the top of your lungs, but nobody was hearing. Yeah, me. screaming in the middle of a crowd, and nobody could hear me. Like yeah. that was that was one that I had. That was a reoccurring. So I think a lot of people can relate to those types yeah, of dreams. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it allows you to at least say, okay, I'm losing sleep because I'm having these dreams, and then you can even like go to a doctor and be like, hey, I need help. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, or maybe a therapist and say I'm having trouble sleeping. I'm having these nightmares. Excuse me, sorry. Um, she farted. I burped. Thank you. Then <laughs> why did you do this? The fanning I motion did behind your butt. You have no proof of that, sir. <laughs> I had to poof of that. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I would keep a dream journal and I would practice the lucid dreaming. Um, there's other techniques I would definitely Google, but that's the one that I learned was to look at an object that had numbers and writing, numbers or writing, but specifically numbers was the best way to do it. See if you can get them in se- se- sequential order. Seriously. Why? You know, is it because I had a suggestion and you didn't that you had to get all that way? I got to add the layer of my entertainment there. And what I do is... No, no, there was that one. Oh, that was just my right. layer. That was just my layer of fun. In so, your your insecurity showing. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Is, did I? Hey, let me use your zipper zip down again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks so much for joining me this week, Haley. I appreciate your help and chronicling our puppy parenthood. And uh, clearly, you stole the show with the lucid dreaming. So sorry. I guess I'm just gonna sorry. go home now. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. And, uh, if you are listening this far into the podcast and it is before November 17th, be sure to join us for Brian Palooza wildfire relief on Saturday at uh, smoke junction cafe from 10 to one. And then the longhorn meat company from two to 5 PM donations at both places, donations at both places, all of the information available at radradio.com. Namaste bitches. The rad. Broadcast.